Welcome to another episode of Cross-Section, the official podcast of the Section on Neonatal Perinatal Medicine of the American Academy of Pediatrics. The neonatal section represents more than 3,500 neonatologists and clinicians who are committed to caring for the nation's smallest and most vulnerable patients. In Cross-Section, we hear firsthand from some of those individuals about their work. Hi, everybody. I'm John Zapanzik, and we're here to talk about another section initiative to support the training of our younger colleagues, in this case related to a program of research operating grants for fellows in training. I'm joined by Dr. Hendrik uh, Weitkamp. Dr. Weitkamp completed fellowships in both pediatric infectious diseases and neonatal perinatal medicine, and currently is Associate Professor of Pediatrics and Director for Patient-Oriented Research at Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. His research focuses on neonatal intestinal immune regulation and, and neonatal infectious disease, but today we're going to talk to him specifically about his work with the Klaus Grant Award program offered by the section on neonatal perinatal medicine. Hendrik, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Well, thanks for having me. So um, you're the current chair of the um, section on neonatal perinatal medicine's research subcommittee. Can you just explain a little bit about what the subcommittee does? Yeah, so I think the, the major task of the subcommittee is to um, foster research activities in neonatology. And uh, we work closely with the section's liaisons like the NICHD and foundations like the March of Dimes to do that. And um, by communicating to potential sponsors important open research questions in the field. Um, but in collaboration with the uh, training and early career neonatologists, the TCAN group of the section, um, one of the research committee's major missions is to support and encourage a career in academic neonatology. And training and research is obviously a major part of this, and therefore the majority of the efforts of the research committee um, recently have focused on maintenance and management of the Marshall Klaus Perinatal Research Award Program. Hmm. So, so those, those awards in particular were named in honor of an important contributor to the mm -hmm. section in its early years, and you wrote a lovely remembrance that's going to be published in the Journal of Perinatology, I think. Can, can you tell us a bit about the man, Marshall Klaus, and how the award came into being? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, so the Marshall Klaus Award is a $5,000 grant being presented every year to pediatric residents with specialty training in neonatal perinatal medicine in honor of Dr. Marshall Klaus. So Dr. Marshall Klaus had made many seminal discoveries in surfactant biology, but he's probably best known for his leadership in the humane care of mothers and infants in the ICU. And he actually promoted the term maternal infant bonding in the NICU. Um, and unfortunately, Dr. Klaus recently passed away at the age of 90. Um, so the, the history of the award is sort of interesting. So Dr. Klaus received an award from the Johnson Johnson Foundation um, um, several years ago now uh, for his many contributions to the care of children and their parents. And furthermore, he had a major influence on obstetricians and their behavior in the delivery room, as well as influence um, on interactions between the newborn baby and their family. And so as a result, Johnson & Johnson established the Marshall Klaus Research Award in Behavioral Pediatrics. Um, but some of the award never was initiated despite a firm financial commitment. And then Dr. F. Fanaroff, who's also on the um, committee um, uh, suggested uh, to, the, to the Johnson Johnson staff that the section of neonatal perinatal medicine um, would be very interested and honored to organize and manage the Marshall Klaus Research Award for them. And then the executive committee at that time of the section then um, elected to develop the Neonatology Fellowship Research Award in honor of Dr. Marshall Klaus. And that committee was, um, is now over 10 years ago, 2003, so 
um, was headed initially by Dr. Ron Ariano and um, was established to organize and to define the award and develop the application process and set up the process to evaluate the proposals. So how many awards have been given out by the section so far and, and how many are offered currently? Yeah, so the award has been given since 2003 to over 60 neonatology fellows. And this year we have eight awardees, um, and they have all been featured on the on the websites, on the AP website, the TCAN website, um, as well as in the latest uh, section newsletter. What's the the you, you mentioned that the award is five thousand dollars, but how how uh, what's the general form of it? How else do the awardees benefit? Um, so a couple of years ago, we implemented an electronic submission of the award application and changed the format to represent more a typical NIH loan repayment or early career development grant. And for most fellows, this is typically their first opportunity to craft a competitive grant application. And I think it's a very useful exercise in grant writing skills. And for all the applicants, we try to provide some constructive feedback, and so they are definitely, uh, which I think is a great benefit for the fellows who have applied. For the um, folks who actually received the award, you know, not from my own experience as a former close awardee, but also from a national survey that we performed on former awardees, you know, it's, it's a very motivating acknowledgement of the efforts and reinforces the interest in academic neonatology, which again is, I think, is the major goal of the program. Do I mean, further to that, do we have any follow-up information on past winners? You've obviously been very successful because of the Klaus Award. Um, are there any abstracts, publications, Nobel laureates? Yeah, absolutely. So all the bodies are expected to submit a progress report before end of their fellowship and to submit an abstract to the annual APNCE meeting. And so we know from the progress reports that the bodies have been quite successful in their careers. And we know that every year, at least a couple of past awardees have been elected for oral presentations at the APNCE meeting and typically they're also you know the winners of the best presentation travel awards um, and interestingly at, at least until recently the abstracts do not identify the close award winners and so they have to compete with a lot of other abstract presenters and so we know that we sort of picked the right group of promising new leaders in academic neonatology and from the survey, we also know that the majority of former close awardees are still in academic um, neonatology. Many of them are program directors and have published uh, numerous um, publications um, that actually cite the cite the close award. So, um, so we do have a little bit of a track record of, of it, and it seems to be um, doing what it's supposed to do. Oh, wonderful. So you described the grant application. Um, how are the submissions, the application submissions judged? Yeah, so the research subcommittee has six members, and they also function as reviewers of the closed applications. And by the way, most of the committee members, subcommittee members, are former closed awardees. And uh, our current process is that all applications are sent to three separate reviewers, uh, you know, typically not from the same institution, so there is no conflict of interest each applicant and then there are multiple criteria and they get scored for one is significance of topic innovation the methodology um, the mentor the mentor resources are important and also importantly the feasibility to complete um, to be able to complete the project during fellowship and then relevance to the trainees career goals and then we take the average of the three reviewers to rank uh, rank the applicants a follow-up question on uh, feasibility it's it's expected that the 
the the application would be at the end of their first year um is, is that the idea or sometime during their second year of a fellowship because they, they're supposed to be done by the end of fellowship correct yeah ideally by the end of our fellowship we had a couple of requests to have sort of a no-cost extension uh, for folks that, that moved into you know junior faculty positions and that's not a and not not a problem as long as, as long as they stay in academia but yeah, I think typically probably the best time is as a first or second year fellow. But I think as a first year fellow, if you were not awarded, but then you know um, you got hopefully some some constructive feedback on your application um, that can actually you can actually use it to reapply the second year. So you know even if you've been sort of rejected or you not really rejected, but you were not chosen as the top, you know um, five to ten applications as a first year fellow, you can reapply as a second year fellow, and then you already have the application pretty much done and just need to update it. So I would recommend for all the first year fellows to go ahead and at least put it together. And um, and so then they're ready to go as a second year fellow. Can, can you give us an example of one or two successful proposals or is there somewhere on the website where applicants can see a list of projects that have been awarded? Yeah, yeah. So we have posted examples um, of successful proposals on the website. There are also examples of NIH virus sketches um, because people may, you know, they get updated every every few years or so. And so we want, want folks to sort of use the format that they may use then as early career more, uh, awards from the NIH. Um, but yeah, there are there are proposals on the website. But I would like to point out, even though um, you know there may be a bench or clinical research projects posted there, um, but you know the the awards cover the whole breadth of of academic neonatology. It's not the the classical bench and clinical research, but it could be a, a QI project um, that has you know merit. Other projects in education, you know, health services um, research, um, also you know, um, competitive. And we recently added on a, a couple of additional awards, correct, to, to to expand on the traditional science and specifically target a couple of those areas. Can you can you talk about those a little? Yeah, so there are two additional types of Klaus Awards that have been launched in 2016. Uh, so the generous support from Beth is Israel Diakonas Medical Center and Brodskin Martins Neonatology Review. So, um, so we have uh, the Beth Israel Diakonas Neonatology Education Research Award, and then we have the Health Services Research Award. And these awards provide opportunity to fellows with research focus outside the traditional areas of clinical, translational, events research. And um, the other thing, there have only been a few submissions last year. I don't think these um, new awards are very well known yet. And so the chance to actually successfully co compete for one of these awards is quite high at the moment. Knowing the um, obstacle that creating your first biosketch constitutes, it's, it's actually quite nice that um, e even that piece of this is an important um, uh, process to go through, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, yeah. And, and again, I think it will be even for the folks who unfortunately, you know, did not get the award um, this year or the year they apply. First of all, they can reapply if they're still in fellowship. And, um, and second, you know, they can reuse these applications for, for hopefully other uh, opportunities. So it's not, a, it's not a waste of time by no means, and it's a good exercise. And maybe it should be required you know, <laughs> for fellowship to, to that, that's going to That's going to increase your <laughs> workload a little bit. <laughs> That's right. You're getting 260 uh, applications per yeah. year of fellowship. Right.
I think the call for applications is coming out uh, th this week. Uh, this is uh, the first week of November. Is, is that correct? And what's the deadline for applying? Yeah, so the deadline will be the, um, Gen January 30, um, 31st, so 2018. Um, so folks have about three months or so to complete the applications. Um, but uh, probably the easiest is if they um, just type Klaus Awards AAP, American Academy of Pediatrics, so the abbreviation AAP and Klaus Awards into the search engine of their favorite web browser, um, then they should bring them directly to the Klaus page. And then the website has all the instructions on how to apply. And then the electronic submissions will also occur from that website. Um, and also on that website, there's a direct link to my email. If they have any questions, uh, I would be happy to, to answer them. Fantastic. Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us about this award. Um, I, I know from being involved with uh, at least one fellow who has uh, received it that it's a, it's a really great experience even going through the application process, as, as you mentioned. The, the, the feedback is extremely valuable and, and um, the, the understanding the process of putting a grant together is, is just great. So congratulations and thank you for all, all the work you're doing on it. And um, we'll, uh, we'll direct our folks to you and, and look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, thank you. And I also want to um, thank all the sponsors. You know, we have the AP, Johnson & Johnson, other industry sponsors that we have mm -hmm. to think uh, to make this award um, possible. So uh, we continue to, to work on, you know, um, obtaining funding for these awards. But um, just want to point out there, they are, even though it's not a lot of money, um, they have some long-term implications that I think are positive for our field. It's money well spent. Yes, right. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, thanks again and, and uh, take care. Yeah, thanks, John. Appreciate it.